Welcome back to the Frontend Coffee Break. This is episode 12, the podcast where we talk about frontend, one more frontend. And a little bit of coffee. Uh, yes, if you drink coffee. If not, you're also welcome. That is fine. All right, then. Uh, yes, Tucho, uh, welcome back. Thank you, Ricardo. Glad to be back. I'm, I'm glad that, that I get invited every single episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how to present ourselves. Okay, and never mind. We are from Cognizant Eccentric, and today we want to share with you or talk to you about debugging JavaScript, right? So um, first of all, you know well, you know me, you know us, we are all dinosaurs. So back in the day, Chucho, how did you use to debug your, your JavaScript? Well, I think I, I like many of the of the people that started working with with JavaScript, or maybe even people that start working right nowadays with it. I use the universal command alert. Oh. I think that that was one of the first. Uh, I'm I'm talking about the, the when I began working um, with JavaScript because um, I started as a as a developer. Uh, well, would say a backend developer, then started getting myself into frontend. And eventually, when you start working with JavaScript, yeah, and, and you you just like it more and more because it's fantastic. Um, one of the things that you have that you really miss that you don't didn't have in JavaScript, but you had in other environments. Well, Java, I was working mainly was the possibility of debugging. And so, whatever you use, it's like you put an alert. It's like tell me when you go through here. Tell me when you go through that. And it was. Painful. I don't know if you you also had that experience using the alerts. Yes, uh, at the very beginning, uh, I used alerts, and and it was painful indeed. I mean, in the end, it blocks the whole thing, and you get a click to close it, and it's it's very cumbersome. And luckily for me, this quickly faded away in favor of Firebug. Well, yeah, I mean, Firebug was definitely a game changer. It came out. Um, I think that when I really began working um, a little bit more with the front end in two thousand six. And it changed front-end development, I mean. I think that was like one of the biggest milestones in development yeah. because no it, it made it possible. Before that, it was horrible. And at that point, we were starting to get different browsers. Well, we had Firefox, we had um, Internet Explorer 6, if I'm not mistaken, back then. Yeah, around that. I tried to use from time to time Opera, which back then was one of my favorite um, uh browsers but yeah you have this the different browsers especially uh, firefox and the internet explorer and debugging was horrible 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 but firebug came and rescued i came and saved the day yeah and no 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 doubt i mean in the whole inspector thing you could inspect the styles and the dom and everything for me it was well it was a game changer right before it was very like you know you're sure internet explorer and you you had some sort of inspector as well but it was and then Firebug came, <laughs> and then Firefox took it. Um, but yeah, man. And I remember that back then, for example, you could eventually they created a, an extension that you can use Firebug in other in other browsers. Yes, on IE actually, I, I did. Yes, and um, I uh, Internet Explorer had their own developer toolbars, the Internet Explorer developer toolbars, which weren't that bad. At least when you have nothing and you go for, for that, they weren't right. that bad. But of course, never as good as as Firebug. And I think that they came out around 2007. But one of the bad things is, I don't remember until when um, when Chrome came out. It came out, I think it was Chrome, the first one that implemented the evolution of Alert. Don't remember the name. What was the year that Chrome came out? I don't... I do not know. Well, but it came out with one feature that, that was a game changer, which was the console dot something. 
something console that lock <laughs> that's that's what we at the beginning and and i wanted to ask you guys also like the listeners i mean what what kind of of developers are you like are you the developer who console locks everything are you the developer who adds um debuggers or what what type of um what do you teach you what do you use most? i i'm actually a console info developer Ooh, I, hold yeah, on yeah, a yeah, second yeah. okay so it's not locked but info we should talk about this i don't um, know but, why it's you like just the mechanical. better output, okay? Different output. Um, <laughs> okay, so if, if we talk about like console dot something, uh, there, there's many things that, that uh, maybe the, the listeners don't know about. I'm a console lock kind of guy. Um, use it a lot. I, I love it. But you know that there's also console dot table and the console dot info you just mentioned. Console dot group. Console dot assert. Do you but use any of those apart from the info? Usually not, but it's it's funny because um, sometimes I think that the console dot table is something that could be useful, right? Yes, totally. I mean, uh, when, when I, for this episode, I was doing this research, right? And I, damn, yes, I remember that it has, I have console table. I never use it, but when you see the output, how it looks on an array or an object, it's like I should use it more often, man, because it looks looks damn good. Yeah, usually when you you just uh, console something and it says it's just a, a list of well, depending on how it, it it can appear in the in the in the console um it's just a, a string uh, a, a big string yeah, yeah like like an array you, you see everything in there you have to click to open the array but with console table it just already printed to you on a, on a perfectly matter so i need to force myself to use it but I, I never i never remember and one thing that um i by default usually well when you use alert you usually use it to say here here i am okay i remember that was that was one of the first use cases that i had like where am I? Is my code going through this place? I mm -hmm. didn't want to. I didn't care about the value. No, no, no. I wanted to know if the code was going through that place. And back then, use alert for that. Nowadays, when when I do it, I just use the console info, and I use one specific keyword. I don't know if when you write. I mean, you know, when, for example, when you add a style using the the developer toolbar, when you add a style to an element, just to quickly style it to see where it is or something. What style do you add, for example? Mm, color, background, border. Yeah. Color drop, it's a fair one, yeah. I usually go for border, and I usually write the same thing, you know? Uh, solid one pixel red. It's like mechanical. Yeah, yeah. When I tu -tu 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 -tu, and I think that a lot of people do this. I don't know why. And for the console info, I do the same thing. It's like, oh, I need a, an output. I say console.info, and I put cosa, the word cosa. Which thing? Is thing. In Spanish? Yes. Okay. And if I need a second one, I use losa. <laughs> what? So, so I have a hello world kind of guy, but but cosa kind of guy. I'm okay. a cosa losa kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I put my cosa, my losa, and actually, there's one project that I did uh, that has a console, uh, uh, no, a comment that says cosa somewhere because I forgot to take it away. Oops. <laughs> Easter egg. Easter egg. Um, but anyhow, yeah, I, I put cosa losa. I don't know um, if you have any specific like message that you No, put. I mean, usually I, I want to print values. Usually mm -hmm. when I'm console logging, which I do every day, no doubt, um, I'm usually printing stuff. Not, not, yeah, sure, maybe a hey. Hey could be, you know, hey, or even my name. <laughs> but but usually it's it I'm printing, I'm printing stuff, yeah. And I, th I think that this is something like very personal, that when you're working with different people, you see who's who's done something or that because based on that. I have right. people that... Um, write fruits like the uh, they put pineapple, uh, pear, and it's things very, like this. Banana. Yeah, yeah. There's other people that actually put insults. I should use emoji. I mean, if it was easier to type it in VS Code, but you have to open the the Mac emoji inserter. But emojis are also cool. Yeah. But and 
now that you mentioned this, it's it's funny that you in console you can actually um, not have the boring message, but you can also do something more interesting. Could can't you? Yes, you can actually style the, con the console log message with with CSS, and it's and it's rather cool. Uh, I think on our website, uh, or at least we had it. We had when you when you open the dev tools, it says, "Hey, we're hiring." Here's the link to our website in a nice purpley bluish color, and and it's nice. I think most of the tech companies have this sort of Easter eggs in the in the console log when you open. I think even like Facebook, when you open it, it's super brick and red, and says, "Please don't touch anything here. You could be being hacked or whatever it is, trying to warn you." Um, so yeah, uh, styling the console log. I've never done it in like in a real project. Like I, I never had the need to actually hmm. style it, but for fun, yeah. I I, I was thinking about what use case could you uh, have for this kind of thing, and the only one that came to mind, at least when I gave it a, a quick thought, was for example, you could actually create a utility a library mm -hmm. that you could use uh, to well, while you're debugging maybe in your application. Or use if you use aspect-oriented programming or something, but you could use like um, a styling. So it depends on what you're logging. Could be not only because you have uh, log warning, uh, the typicals info mm -hmm. and error, but you could add additional things like oh, it's a function, so it should be blue, or the uh, the text should be bigger, or um, oh, I'm inside a I don't know a utility, a class, or this or that, and you can. You can I see it. I see it definitely. I think if you have a library or something, and, and you you can uh, from the front end turn on the debug mode, and then you print better stuff, more more pretty pretty messages. Yeah, I see it. Good point. Now, now that there was one console that you mentioned that I was curious, the Acert. I don't know if you've used it. Uh, no, again, it's something that I read <laughs> while I was researching for this, and and it turns out you can actually. Write message message in the console if the assertion is false. So I, I would suppose you do console assert and then you say uh, oh. if my variable doesn't exist or something, and then it, can, it if it turns false, it will, it will show the message. And I don't know when would you use this in production, um, but yeah. This is interesting because I think that um, although the the console is quite a powerful tool. It is something that, at least in my case, I only use insert when I'm developing and I want to use uh, see one thing or another, and then I just keep on removing them. Right, but the keyword here is developing, right? You never uh, push these console logs to production in the final build. It's only when you're developing and changing stuff and debugging, but you know. Well, you can always, for example, also do a post-processing where you remove, mm -hmm. uh, you can put all the consoles there, have them there, and when you compile it, it can remove all the console elements and then mm -hmm. compile it for production without a console. That could be other enough. Yeah, in, in my case, I just use ESLint. ESLint doesn't allow you by default to add console logs unless mm -hmm. you've changed the configuration, but uh, that, that way we keep away people from post um, pushing <laughs> things into <laughs> to the repo with debuggers and things like that. Um, okay, so so um, now that we know that we have console logs, we also have the debugger you can write on the on the, on the code itself. With these two, just with these two before we go, we go deeper into the DevTools, uh, which one is the most uh, you use? Is this console log or do you, do you ever use debug? Or? I'm, I'm, I'm usually, de depending, I think I go for um, the, the console log, it's quite useful, but no, no, no. I usually go for breakpoints more than console log. Okay, so breakpoints, but you do that from the DevTools or you do a breakpoint from the code itself, adding like debugger? No, no. The only time that I do a, a breakpoint from the code itself is um, when, for whatever reason, the code that it's that I see on on that I think that we're gonna talk about it a bit later. The code that you see in the in in the output of the code is very different to what you're working with. Hmm. I usually do put a debugger because I it's like or I need to very specifically stop in a, a very specific area. I do put it, but no, no, no. I usually go for the breakpoints, which is I think an underrated tool. 
Yes. Um, now here's I do it differently. So when I'm doing a console log, I usually also drop a debugger in the same location in the code. So when I save, I go to the, to the browser and refresh. I got my, my breakpoint already in there. And I don't have to open the DevTools, find the file, find the line, and then click on the on the breakpoint. Because I'm, I'm already on the, on the VS Code, and I can just write console log, uh, enter, and then debugger. And I have it there. So I, I use it quite a lot to, to stop the, the, the execution there. But I, I see that breakpoints are, are quite powerful. Um, how do you use them? How do you set breakpoints? I usually have, um, I use it, I use them in two ways. The typical way is basically just, I, I'm looking for what moment I want the code to stop so I can analyze uh, the data that is there. And it's very nice, for example, the Chrome developer toolbars, at least um, they, when you stop uh, the execution of the code, you can see information about the values of the variables already inside uh, the, the code. And that would be like the basic case. But the other one that I use, and it's um, very typical, is the log breakpoint. And yeah, you know, when you are, I, I don't remember the exact name, the conditional, um, no, no, it's not a, uh, or is it a conditional breakpoint? But well, basically the idea is that you can, you have the breakpoints that stop the execution, but you could also put a breakpoint that instead of stopping the execution, just logs that the code went through there. It's nice. like a console log, but okay. from the developer toolbars. So it's very nice. And the nice thing is that you can always, and that's the basic thing. You can, I think you can right click, you, you, you select the, the, the option. And then when the code goes through there, it's like adding a console log. A console, yeah, a console log. And you can output anything you want. And the nice thing is that you can take it a step further and you can actually make a, um, make a uh, what's it called? I, the, 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 the term has just went away and it's running um, away from Barcelona right now. Um, you can make a, an if statement there. You can make a, a logical yeah, statement. Yeah, a condition, say, right? Yeah, a yeah. condition. Thank you mm -hmm. very, very much. <laughs> and you can make a condition and you can say, okay, so if the value of this variable is this, then log it. If not, just go, just get by. So it's very interesting because it's a very powerful tool where you have uh, a log. You don't stop the execution, but you can see that the that it's going through there without having to modify the code. And you can even tell, tell it, okay, you know, um, when this... Uh, value is like this, then just uh, show it. It's good. I don't use it. Uh, I don't use either like conditional breakpoints to stop the execution if something happens or, or constant, like conditional logging. I, I don't use them, uh, but I think I, I, I should try it more, I guess. Yeah, it's it's good. Don't, don't, don't pollute like the, the, the code. I mean, the thing is, uh, why I don't use it directly so much in the DevTools is because I have my development environment, right? I don't usually debug production code that it's minified or production code that I don't have access to. I usually it's on my local environment when I can save and it really like hot deploys or hot reloads the the browser, and and it's really fast. So I don't really have a need for for going to the DevTools and and, and do stuff when I have already my component open, line three at the debugger or at <laughs> a, a console log, right? So yeah. Um, what else from the DevTools? Um, JavaScript. Um, so we already mentioned production and minifying and all those things. Um, I think recently, I don't know if you noticed, but I think, I don't know exactly when, okay, defining recently, but Chrome has started to automatically prettifying the JavaScript. I think before when you opened a source in, in, in DevTools, you would see it minified. Then you would have to click on the corner. There's, there's, a, there's a, like a, a mustache icon, and then it would prettify the file. And I think now it does it by default, right? Well, yeah, it's it's it, that was one of the I think one of the big features that we got um, recently, which is well, not recently, it's some, some time ago. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know exactly when, but yeah, that you could actually um, 
uh, see the code immediately, especially when you're not working in development environment that you're working on a, on mm-hmm. a already minified, you can see it. And it may be not that simple to, to debug or to add a breakpoint, but yes, uh, um, it is almost automatically now. Mm-hmm. Even though you will see it as A equals B plus Z and all everything is mangled, but still something useful. Um, something I really use a lot, a lot of times is the call stack. When you add a breakpoint and then on the right side of the DevTools, at least on Chrome, right, you have the call stack that it shows, okay, in this part of the code or this function, what is there? The, the trail or where, where does it come from, right? And then you could click and then it goes through the files as app that say, let's say on the tree. And, and you can follow up uh, where it came from. And, and it's useful. Useful to know, okay, I, this came from this function, from this function, and then you see the scope on this function. You can say, okay, well, the variable is there. So it's it's quite quite useful. Um, just to, to clarify, I was, I was uh, getting a little bit uh, nervous about the, no, nervous, uh, remembering anxious. The, the anxious about the breakpoint. And yes, when you have a breakpoint in Chrome, just right-click on it, edit breakpoint, and you have three types of breakpoints. The typical breakpoint, which is stop, the conditional breakpoint that we were mentioning, which is stop only if, and the lock point, which is don't stop, just spit uh, nice. the, the whatever you want. It's not the combination of only speed if, but it's just a, a lock point, which is quite nice. Um, but yeah. <laughs> nice. Thank you. <laughs> Another thing that uh, I think sometimes goes like, um, it doesn't, it goes unseen, is that you can actually, when you do a breakpoint, you can do stuff in the console. I mean, sometimes developers don't know that about it, but if you just, you know, you're in the DevTools, you're in, on, on the source panel, you stop the breakpoint execution, then you open the console at the bottom, and then you can run stuff. You can, you can print actual variables. You can do stuff on the on the same moment of the execution. So it's it's nice to to see, okay, what would this be? Or does this equal to something? And then you, you can uh, debug it in there. So Yeah. And one thing that you can use, a tool, a very interesting tool that you can use is the JavaScript snippets. Mm-hmm. Which okay. is basically you can create this um, pieces of code that you can run uh, whenever. Just like you said, you can open the console and run code there. Usually, when you want to run repeated code, you know you want to run it over and over and over. What you basically do, I, I usually start either with the with the arrows up or down, trying to use because it remembers the the, the last commands that you you you've used. You can go um, uh, back in the in the commands history, list, yeah, mm-hmm. in the history, but. Um, you could, for example, create pieces of JavaScript code that you want to run a, a lot for whatever reason, you know, that you run constantly. And you can create what it's called a JavaScript snippet, which basically um, in the developer toolbars, you can just add a snippet, uh, give it a name in the snippet, just add the piece of code that you want to run. And whenever you want to run it, you press command in Mac, command P. And then the then I think that you... Um, uh, select the the um, exclamation mark, and then it tells you, okay, which is the snippet that you want to run? And you put the name of the snippet, enter, and it runs that piece of code. So it's interesting because you can create a more complex, uh, add more complex pieces of code, more functions or whatever, and you can run them like that quickly. That's and nice. This- <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you, for example, I don't know, you need to, uh, for example, add a token or you need to debug in some sort of way or, or you need to make sure that certain function is there, you could quickly uh, add them like 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 this. Okay, so you already mentioned common P. Very interesting. How often do you use shortcuts in the DevTools? I am not a power user. I must Ooh. admit I am not a power user, but I um, one of the first, uh, when I started seeing a little bit or getting a little bit into performance, um, one of the persons that was teaching me this, 
he was a power user and he ah. was using in the only way that he worked with uh, developer toolbox was through uh, shortcuts command p f find a file command i think it's command shift uh, p and then you can open specific functionality i only use it when i try to find a feature that i am not uh, that i don't have visually visible for some reason and i work quickly to find it and basically the only feature that i try to find this way is the search feature hmm okay okay i mean i when you told told me about it i i realized that i'm a i'm an amateur so i <laughs> Whenever I, I need to open like a JavaScript file, I go to the network, I filter by by, by name, right, and then right click, uh, open source. Hmm. And now that that, I, that I've I've tried again that the, the shortcuts is so much faster to just you know open the DevTools, command P, name of the file, done. And it's already open for you on Minified. So I really need to to change my my habit here and I start using the the shortcuts, no doubt. But and this is interesting. I mean, regarding I, I do exactly the same thing, and and then I sometimes see other people uh, when I work in that they are not using shortcuts, and I get a little bit exasperated. <laughs> and I'm talking about other stuff, not not necessarily with a uh, toolbar, but it's like when you want to copy, like command copy, and um, there are people that rather uh, do it in a different way, which is fine. But usually, since you're not used to it, you find it's like, oh, this is super slow. And yes. I think that the same thing happens right now that you ha you have the shortcuts in the in the developer toolbars. We don't use it, and probably people that actually use them they get they annoyed by us. Yes, so we, we like, need to fix it. We need to fix it. We don't want to be annoying anymore. <laughs> so I'll, I'll definitely fix it. Uh, shortcuts, very nice. Uh, one, one quick thing I, I wanted to ask you, and now we still have time. Hmm. Uh, since we talk about debugging and production and local, <gasps> the hot topic, the hot take, the whatever it is, it's hot, hot, hot. Source maps in production. What's your take? I must say that I'm not a big fan of, of source maps, but I know that they have their their use use uh, their uses. But I'm not a big fan. Yeah, I mean, I'm, my 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 heart is also divided. Um, I mean, on one side, I think whenever you have a big issue in production, they should be useful, right? Because then you could. Of course, see the source. You could also see the name of the function, and it will be so easy to debug where you are, what's happening. But on the other side, I'm like, okay, so the build is going to be slower. Uh, it's going to be easier for third-party people to look at my source. Um, I know that it doesn't incur any penalty on performance because if, if they only download it if you open the, the dev tools, they're not downloaded by, by default. Default, but still, I'm, I'm not like I don't know shipping some of the production. I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Well, it's like um, the thing is that, for example, you, you're mentioning one of the big, the biggest uh, advantages of having the source map, which is um, that you can debug about something in production, you know. Right. But you have better ways to do that. You have better ways yes, to work. Yes, you on... could not minify your code. No, and then the, and then the production. <laughs> no, 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 no. For example. There's one of the t tools that I that I use when I have to debug something in production because sometimes it happens that the the although the JavaScript file and the CSS is exactly the same, mm -hmm. the content is not. Okay. And for whatever reason, um, the stars align, and in production they have a different content that you cannot reproduce in your local instance, or maybe they have different files, different versions of other files mm -hmm. that are imported and not under your control, and that you don't have access in the local environment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? How do you how do you debug this? One of the tools that I use uh, from Chrome is the resource overriding. Mm, okay. And you can activate the resource overwriting uh, fairly simple. And what this does is that you can 
cha make changes in JavaScript, CSS, or any resource that you that you receive. You can make changes and save those changes, and they they continue being there when you reload the page. So, for example, one way, one thing that I that I use if I'm using the 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 Chrome toolbar because there's other options. I usually, for example, take my JavaScript code from uh, my local instance, modify completely the JavaScript code that it's in production, be, see if I can reproduce the, the code there, and I have a non-minified code now in production. And it's going to be using that one every time. Yeah, and makes it easier to change. And you can just go there and change uh, the things. You can even work in your local instance, hmm. change it, and paste that. There's, I mean, there's other ways to do it more efficiently. But... Also, the nice thing is that you can also modify HTML, for example, if you need it. It's like, okay, is this, if I add a class and I add this, is this going to work? I mean, you can go into production, modify things there, make sure that they're working, and then you know that at least certain changes, certain things work. So, yeah, you can use the maps or you can use this other option that you... I like it. I mean, the last time I tried, it didn't work for me, maybe because there was too much JavaScript and then this is another issue. Um, but also, like, with what, what, how does it work with Webpack and things like that where actually your your bundles, they depend on this common chunk from Webpack and if you paste the source, maybe it's not referenced well or I, I don't know. Well, it's, certainly it's not something that you can use. Um, like it's 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 not perfect, but it's right, a, a, yeah. something that it, that could help you in a lot of, of the cases. Mm -hmm. Then, for example, you also have extensions that can that could um, you can connect uh, the JavaScript file that it's uh, that, that the website is fetching for one that you have in your local server. So it just overwrites the the URL and sends sends uh, your own uh, file. file. So you can mm -hmm. actually do modifications in your um, on your development environment. That's nice. That's nice. No, not a perfect solution, but it's a good one. All righty. Uh, any recommendations for the listeners? I have one. Um, the, it's a website called devtoolstips.org. <laughs> and I just discovered this today. Um, and and it's, it's a nice set of um, tips, of course, devtoolstips.org, uh, about, about the DevTool things you might not know about. And they, they have this on social media channels. You can follow them there. And then they give you snippets from time to time that, hey, you can now do this. And, and now in Chrome 120, we'll be able to do that and this. And it's and it's good. Uh, check it out. Also, the the official resource of, um, of, of Chrome developer toolbars, I mean, there's uh, the official documentation. And it's separated by different topics. You can go there, look at the, at, the, at the documentation and find out features that you might not know that there exist. I mean, the toolbars have evolved in such a way that you can even check repaints. You can even check um, uh, layout shifts. You can even check, for example, um, uh, do white searches. There's many things that you can do. Performance. I mean, there are tools for performance, for accessibility. Totally. It's, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. We haven't covered the, the, the whole yeah, performance no, 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 thing no, no. and memory, and we haven't gone there that far, but yeah. Not only that, breakpoints, we've already also covered the surface. There, one of the other breakpoints that I actually use are the DOM manipulation breakpoints. When, especially, for example, I've been in, in a situation when, when you say, okay, this shouldn't be here. Why is this piece of code here, this piece of HTML here, it shouldn't be here. So you can actually go uh, to the node that you know that it's changing or above, and put a breakpoint that when a child changes, when the content changes, when it's removed, when the a property is modified, do a breakpoint to whatever is doing that modification. And that is quite useful. You can find a lot of bugs this way. It's like, why is this button not here? And you can just add a breakpoint, a dumb manipulation breakpoint, and boop, you can find. And you can even go a step further, and you even have 
um, event breakpoints. You can breakpoint mm. when an, an event is triggered. I don't know, uh, click, click or yeah, mouse mm-hmm. move, mouse enter. If it's if it's coded, you can do it. And I mean, it's it just blew my mind that you can do this kind of things, and it's it can be very in certain situations very useful. Yeah, I, I don't use the event one, but the, the, definitely the um, subtree modification or attribute modification. It's powerful, very powerful. Um, all right, any anything else you want to pluck, Tucha? Well. In this case, I would say that you can even check code coverage with the developer toolbars, which is quite interesting. Yes, as well, CSS and JavaScript. And when you see that you're not using anything, it's it's time to pre-shake. <laughs> um, all right, then then we sign off for today. Uh, we had the question for you guys. Uh, what, what's your, your preferred debug method in JavaScript? And if you have any tips or recommendations, please post them below. Um, yes. Thank you so much, Chucho. Thank you, Ricardo. See you in the next front-end coffee break.